Welcome back to Sustainability Mindshift, where we are exploring what it takes to be a sustainability leader today, including the skills, the capabilities, and the mindsets that are critical for success. Very lucky to have Jan Artem Henriksen here with us today. Hi, Jan. Hello. It's great Good to, to have you here. Um, let me tell uh, the, the, the audience, the listeners, a little bit about you uh, before we get started. Jan is the executive director of the Inner Development Goals, or the IDGs for short. And the IDGs, this is a global initiative that develops inner abilities, skills, and other qualities for people and organizations involved in efforts to contribute to a more sustainable global society. We'll be talking a little bit more about that today. In addition to the IDGs, Jan also founded a couple of companies, uh, one called Self Leaders, and this is a Nordic leadership development company that has put uh, more than 70,000 people through leadership development programs. And also a company called Relate, which is a relationship building app and thought leader for healthy relationships. In 2020, uh, Jan initiated MindShift Growth That Matters, which is a global conference bringing academia, public sector and business sector together to focus on the link between human growth and sustainable development. In fact, it was this conference last year in 2021 MindShift that uh, really blew my mind for, for lack of better words. Um, I had been literally working on sustainability MindShift for a few years at that point, sort of loose concept. Came across this conference last spring and my, my, my doors were open, my mind was blown. There was about 1500 participants in this, uh, mostly from Europe and all across the world, uh, working in these, various, these very issues of systems change, organizational development, adult learning, all to help enhance the world, uh, especially around the SDGs and, and sustainable development objectives. So I was really grateful to, to Jan's work to uh, having this, this, this uh, specific um, gathering of all these experts, passionate experts. Just one last thing about Jan, he's also a faculty member and senior lecturer at Stockholm School of Economics in the executive education. He's also on the board at the Eskadet Foundation and has been a public speaker and advisor for several global companies and, and uh, organizations and governments. So Jan, um, let's talk about the IDGs. I know many of our listeners are familiar with the SDGs or the Sustainable Development Goals that were put in place by the UN in 2015. And just a few years later, you uh, came up with this concept amongst with some partners uh, and the, the IDGs were born. So tell me a little bit about that. There's a lot going on, I can see it's, it's getting huge. You've been working with some big companies, big global brands like Ikea, Ericsson, Spotify. What's going on with this thing? It's great. Yeah, sure. And I, I must start with saying that I owe a lot of credit to, to the people. I'm, I'm a small part in this. This is a co-creational process. So uh, I think that the whole idea started with I mean, the global paradigm of the sustainable development goals is amazing. It's one of the biggest successes we have in the world that is truly global. It's not based on a national state. Uh, and if we manage to reduce that complexity, I mean, all these people, systems, countries, cultures, uh, complexities, biodiversity, that it, and try to understand and grasp that, and all the problems and possibilities in the world were put together into 17 global goals or sustainable development goals. And then we realized, but why is our internal world such a mess? Why are all the different 
thought leaders and universities and practitioners and leadership development companies have it using their own frameworks? Why can't we do something similar to just simplify all that complexity, what we have done with the sustainable development goals with our internal world and specifically not just ask what do we need to feel well or to flourish or to handle stress, but actually make the link to what human development is needed in order to increase our chances of reaching the sustainable development goals. And here, this has been, as I said, a huge co-creation. There's three founding organizations, and it wasn't my idea. I came in later to, to manage this process. Uh, and 25 organizations, universities, who have been using their top uh, talents, the researchers, the top managers, in trying to answer that question, what skills do we need? And in the first phase of this uh, uh, quest, it's not a scientific issue, it's more like a quest and also uh, a way of communicating how human development is intertwined with sustainable development. We identified five categories and 23 specific skills. Uh, and it took us quite a time to, to develop that framework. This is what IDG rests on. That, that, that's the 1.0 version uh, uh, of the inner development goals because we're quite biased. As you said, there is many people from Europe, uh, uh, quite a lot of people from the States, but we, in, in, in the second phase that we're going to enter now, we're going to involve a lot more from the community from South America, Africa, and Asia to truly make, make sure that this makes sense globally. Mm. Um, but we have a first draft and it's used and implemented by many companies and now even governments. That's, that's fantastic. It's great to see it being actually implemented. Um, and, and I love the fact that, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not like human development is anything new, of course. Um, you know, there's been some real uh, pioneers in that space for, for decades. And in fact, you're working with many of them and, and, and you know, in, in terms of uh, consciousness and systems thinking, a few names here. Amy Edmondson, Otto Scharmer, Bob Keegan, Peter Sange. I mean, these are names that, for those of you in, the, in, in these different fields, you know, recognize these names well. And they are clearly aligned with this program and they're, they're working on it together with you to help um, continue to evolve uh, this, this process of what, what is needed for, for being truly uh, a leader that can lead the, the, the world forward into the sustainable future. It's exciting. Yeah, and, and the, the interesting part here also is it, it's been a journey because we have all these great minds and there are many scientists who are very knowledgeable, who are not as famous in writing books or so, but they've been publishing a lot, a lot of research reports or so. And we had these two paradigms meeting also between the science and communication. Because first, when we put together the survey and gathered all the input. We had two, two researchers coding all the input, and then we tried to identify and we came up with these 23 skills. But then when we said, okay, let's try to categorize them, the scientists who were working in the project, they came up with names that were quite complex and that um, scientifically they, they might have been true and exact, but they were hard to relate to. And then we had this group of communication and just said, oh, let's name it this way, you know? And the scientists were like, no, you can't do that because <laughs> so, so it has been quite a lot of work back and forth and compromise to find both the exactness. And I think the 23 skills are more exact in a scientific way. 
and then finding the framework of the five big categories, uh, which we call being, thinking, relating, collaborating, and acting, mm -hmm. which give a, the framework a, a sense of understanding what type of development is expected from me. And then you can go deeper in each of the categories and find some of the skills and to make it more accessible. Uh, and also, I think many people look at it and they intuitively understand this. Uh, and for me, this is hopeful because there is usually from what I have seen after doing a lot of leadership development, there are some people who care deeply about these issues and others say, ah, that's not for me. You know, it's not one of my hobbies. Uh, and, and that is a big challenge because I think human development is a issue of having stable democracies. It's an issue of actually meeting the global challenges. And it's something that we all need to engage with throughout our life journey. Mm -hmm. And I think this framework points to this. And even the people who are not as engaged usually with the different skills that are quite specific, like inner compass or um, critical thinking or perspective mm -hmm. skills, they understand what this is about and can, can get engaged with, okay, I can understand how this would help me in my leadership. And I can also see the connection if we would evolve in these ways that we would be better at handling the complex issues we're facing. Yeah, and so then it sounds like the, the people that are most interested, at least up front, um, already have a, one of their values is learning. They're a learning environment and they, they, they understand the power of leadership development. So, they, so some of the companies you've been working with, um, you know, there's not that hurdle to overcome to actually get them to, to understand that they, they, are, they are on a, a learning journey. Um, and then how do you decide which, or how do they decide which of all the skills that you've listed um, there you know, what, what would be the most important for them to focus on specific to their organization and culture? I don't think that they do decide on that. I mean, our theory of change is that we think that we can reach out through companies who are fast agents to adopt this. And as you say, in the beginning, it's many of the progressive companies who are already there, but we can see more and more, more traditional companies also coming and saying, hey, this, this helps us tell a much more meaningful story why you should work with personal development or leadership development. And this makes the sustainable development goals not something that is that far away, but it makes it also more, more personal. And I think that people find different skills in the framework that they are attracted to. And they think, oh, this is interesting. I, I have actually been thinking about becoming either more present uh, or being better with long-term orientation or visioning. And I know that I want to develop that in my leadership. Uh, and so p different people in different organizations are attracted to different parts, but there is also the sense, once you look at the framework as a whole, you also start, start understanding, oh, this was not on my radar. And that's even more interesting, you know, like, mm -hmm. okay, so what can I learn about that? And maybe you can get some theories, some frameworks where you can go deeper and develop something that you didn't even thought of as that important, but the framework inspired you to, to get into a broader understanding of what human development is or can be and how that relates to the sustainable development goals. Mm. And I love that um, it's this is the work that you all are doing because you're a nonprofit too, is um, in, the, in, in the interests of, of 
you know, accelerating um, a awareness of this, the IDGs and, and to the adoption of the IDGs, um, implementation of the IDGs, uh, is that this is something that's that is open source, if you will, right? So there, it sounds like there's, you know, opportunities for as you continue to evolve this, um, even assessment companies and other, you know, organizations that want to apply this kind of thinking into the work that they're doing or partner with you, I should say, to develop, let's say, an assessment that would, would help an organization understand which of all these skill sets, uh, where they might be, you know, most sort of needing or lacking. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, so this is the three foundations we have. It's it's non-for-profit, it's open source, and it's co-created. Mm -hmm. So we're always collaborating and, and evolving this. And it's so interesting how it finds its different ways. I mean, we, we thought we would go internationally uh more more in a strategic and conscious way uh, by the end of this year and then suddenly we, I, I get a letter from the minister in charge of the sustainable development goals in costa rica saying like hey i found your framework i think it's brilliant it, it's really elegant this is what we have been missing and we want to implement it in all of public sector in Costa Rica. Wow. And she, she actually wrote, I think this can be potentially transforming for our country. Mm. And uh, we had a Zoom and it ended up with me going to Costa Rica and spending a week there uh, speaking with many of the people working with the SDGs already. And Costa Rica is one of the countries who is really forward thinking quite far ahead on uh, working with the sustainable development goals and now they identify how they can accelerate that even further using the skills the human skills as an accelerator uh, so we had some beautiful collaboration and now we're looking into doing leadership programs and training people in the public sector and this is also a challenge because what we see is that people in companies and organizations many times get much more leadership development than politicians and politicians are meeting much more complexity and much more different stakeholders, you know, so some of the skills like co-creation and inclusive mindset or into cultural competences, it's so important for politicians to, to have these skills, uh, but they have not, I mean, of course, you, you understand it when you speak like this, but they have not been on the map, and now that we're trying to promote and really say, hey, here is the skill set that is needed to solve and work with complex problems like the sustainable development goals. We hope that more countries and more big organizations will follow the lead of Costa Rica, IKEA, Spotify, and say, hey, let's look into this. Let's make sure that this is congruent with our values, with our leadership skills and capabilities, and let's use this framework and get inspiration from it in different ways. Yeah, that's great. Do you have any examples of how they might? I mean, is it is it something that where they would take the you know so the specific skill set that's been identified, for example, in in any in any of the five categories, let's say, um, and if they want to implement that um, or train you know uh, that specific skill set in their organization um, as part of a leadership development program or as part of a you know, uh, could be a high, you know high potential up and coming leadership uh, program or or even frontline leadership. Um, if they're teaching that, is there do you have examples of of how they might go about um, teaching that skill in, internally? Yeah, sure. So here there is also two things. I mean, the, what is up now on the web page already is is the whole framework, and we have it. It's actually just in English, and then we have to had to translate it to Spanish when we went to Costa Rica. We don't mm -hmm. even have it in Swedish, <laughs> so. Uh, 
and, and, and for now, what we have today is just looking at the framework and asking you the question. Of course, you, you can reflect on it on a personal level. How much of these skills do I think that I have myself? But more importantly, how much do I think we support this in our culture? And if you are in HR sustainability, you will know how your culture, is there a lot of this or is there, is there a lack of this in, mm -hmm. in, your, in your culture? So that is, I, I think, two very important questions. What we're doing now also is we have a, a survey out. We're always trying to co-create, as I said, that's our third leg, right? So we have a survey out trying to map different methods that have scientific proof and theories behind them on how to develop uh, humans in general, but specifically these capabilities and skills and qualities. Mm -hmm. So um, there is a survey just saying, hey, if you're an, a, working with human development or sustainability and you try to develop humans somehow, uh, what skills are you actually trying to develop? Is there any of these 23 or any others that we have missed? And how do you actually do that? What, what's your theory of change? What's your method? Uh, do you have any references? In? And so, so you can do the survey from three different points of view. You can do it as an individual. Basically, what do you do for yourself in your personal development? You can do it from an expert or scientist that knows methods and saying, hey, this is a good method. It has some evidence. Or you can do it as a HR or sustainability manager who cares about these issues and just it's in your area of concern and responsibility and you need to bring in people who, who know this stuff and what we're doing I, I would like to invite all the listeners to do the survey it takes 15 to 30 minutes but it's a very good reflection about the interconnection between human growth and sustainability and what you're doing already and how you feel around it in your organizations fully anonymous we don't even track the IP addresses or anything. So we can't know who is answering what, except for the information that you give us. And we hope that by the 29th of April, we will be able to provide what we call the field kit. So basically you could go in and let's say that you realize that ha having people centered in, with an inner compass is important and you want to help your leaders to be more ethical and navigate by an inner compass in these complex issues, you would basically be able to double click on that and say, what are the methods and how we can develop that? And if you like, we could talk a bit about that just to give a specific yeah. example of what can be done. Yeah. Yeah, please do. You sure. want to talk about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, we could, we could go ahead because like, the, I think this is a good example on like... <laughs> I mean, imagine that there is so much science showing that if you are to collaborate on complex issues with people from other cultures, with other values, and of course, other worldviews, one of the most important skills, and I happen to know a lot about this skill because this is where I've trained 70,000 people <laughs> through my old company. This is why I said, okay, let's double click on this one, right? Yeah. Uh, so we know from science and many, many studies in ACT, acceptance, commitment, training, that if a leader can take his or her values as an object and reflect on them and say, hey, I value discipline or efficiency or kindness or sustainability or what, what is, and can see some of their values as an object and reflect upon them, they will be much better at understanding other people who have other values 
and not just think that they're strange or crazy or nuts or just wrong, you know, because then you can understand where your own values come from and you can understand where other people's values come from and you can then collaborate much better. But it also helps you, the more conscious and aware you are about your own values and about your own compass, the better you are at uh, handling stress, uh, managing to get back after setbacks or challenges, uh, and actually tackling and being brave enough to go into uncertainty and very complex issues because you feel that you have something that you hold on to that is more abstract, you know, so you, mm -hmm. you feel you have your compass and safety within. So this is one skill. And I think there are some beautiful methods there with lots of science that will be in the field kit. And I know we have Stephen Hayes, who is one of the top researchers, founders of ACT, Acceptance and Commitment Training, who is contributing to this. And you mentioned many others, like Amy Edmondson, who works a lot on trust mm. and co-creation uh, and vulnerability more and more now, mm. also to dare to be wrong, you know, and uh, innovate. So, so here we have different scientists who will contribute to different skills and different chapters in the IDG, also to the field kit that will be, again, open for all and available, but that will happen first after the 29th of April. It's, it's great. You know, I, I love that. So as I was saying before, you know, this human development, adult development is, is, is not necessarily new and, and organizations have been, you know, uh, em, employing them. Those that are learning organizations and, and, and value leadership development have been um, bringing, you know, that that kind of training and thinking into their organization. And, and the skills that you mentioned here, you know, are not Again, it, it's I think it, it, it's aligned with future fit leadership. It's aligned with a, a smart way of being a, a leader, um, and so it's you know I guess the message is across to, the, to organizations that are interested. It's not like you're asking them to adopt these skills, you know, their leaders to adopt skills that are way out in left field or, or, or highly scientific. You know, we're not trying to you're not trying to make these leaders into uh, sustainability experts. You know, you're not trying to turn them into scientists. What you're trying to do is say that there are these these soft skills, these human interdimensional skills that are both important for leadership yesterday, today, and tomorrow, but and also they are aligned with the growing you know field of, of sustainable development um, goals that that then can help the organizations move forward. So as as they focus on on that aspect in their annual reports in their sustainability reports because i've seen a lot more companies in, in, uh, embedding the sdgs into their into their metrics and into their um, um uh, their way of being and, and, and how they, they they measure their performance they can also start to think about how do we employ this human side and i'd love to see an increase in the reporting on that side have you guys been working on that or working with anybody on how do they how do you create metrics around that and how do you start to report in your annual reports uh, on the on I mean, that, that's one of the questions that we also want to invite companies and organizations to co-create with us around. IKEA has been very fast in ad adapting this and just getting leaders to reflect upon the framework and use it as a reflection tool, because I think it's also... We're so much into measurements and we always want to turn things into measurement. And I'm sure in some time it, there will be, we will be able to do that also, of course. But I think it's just a tool of reflection and integration is truly, truly important here to, to get leaders to think about 
their own development, but also to understand that sustainability work is not just out there. It's not just uh, changing the systems or doing it uh, with new technology or new ways of working. It's, it's also about how we lead. It's mm -hmm. also about what culture we have. And it's also about actually the people that are taking the decisions that they have both the skills and the motivation. And I think that for many years, we have been talking about many different skills, but this is a communicative project trying to unite that into one framework, mm -hmm. just like the sustainable development goals with the 17 areas uh, in the outer world. This is a way of trying to say, hey, this, this is a whole piece of the inner development that you can try to reflect upon. And I would say that is more important than to measure. Yeah, and, and so related to the SDGs, my, one of my favorite uh, images of the SDGs is, is uh, one that I, I saw it, that showed the systemic interconnection between all the SDGs. Because, you know, oftentimes the SDGs are, are displayed as 17 kind of blocks on a square, mm, yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, very, uh, if, you know, if we're talking about, you know, psychology and, and what's led us to where we are today. I've been speaking to lots of, of, of really interesting speakers, as you know, in this uh, in this podcast and talking about the evolution of, of mankind over the last 10,000 years and how we've adopted this very machine-like kind of way of looking at the world. And, and again, you know, this block formation is, is not really representative of what the SDGs are. And so my favorite view of them was 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 sort of looked like a spider web with all the interconnections between all the different SDGs and how they're related and 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 how one can you know if you if you if you do enhance one it can it can actually impact a lot of others. Um, so the IDGs I'm sure are are similar in that way. Um, you know, do you have an example of how, for example, one skill can can sort of is is what's the right word for it co codependent or co uh, enhancing of another skill. Yeah, of course. And I mean, one of the most clear examples is what I said, the inner compass, the more clear inner compass you have, the more easier it will be for you to have an inclusive mindset and intercultural competence, right? Mm. Because the, the clearer your way of being is, the better your way of collaborating will be. Uh, another example, I just last week, I did this exercise with a group of teachers uh, and they were wanting to integrate the IDGs into their school. And one of them was a Spanish teacher. And, and we did an exercise when we said, okay, what are you already doing? This is not all new. What are you already doing that is building these skills? And she said, oh, I have an example here on relating that I already do. I said, okay, would you like to share with the group? And she says, you know, like my students, when they come for Spanish, they, they come from many different classes, so they don't know each other so well. Mm -hmm. And I want to learn, teach them how to relate in a like more empathic, uh, open way, and also a bit more Spanish way. So I always start with an exercise the first two or three minutes. And I say, okay, so what's the exercise? She says, no, I, I, I tell them to just say hi in Spanish and ask what they did. Uh, this weekend and then I asked them to give each other a compliment like oh I like your jacket or what a nice sweater you know and then they have to answer like we usually do in Spain to decrease the value of the thing you get the compliment for oh this old thing oh it's such a it's so cheap or like oh it's it's many years old you like <laughs> I, I I just found it in my wardrobe you know or something just to uh, and, yeah. and, she, and humility. This shows yeah, that, yeah, yeah. 
This shows all four skills in relating. This shows appreciation. This builds on the connectedness. It's built the empathy and compassion through them getting to know each other before they get, get to work. But it also builds humility, mm. you know, because you somebody gives you a compliment and say, oh, no, 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 not that old thing, you know, like, uh, and here, this is why I say it's so much more important to reflect and to practice. Like, how do you measure humility? Like, uh, you know, Brad, are you are you a humble person? If you say yes, should we reverse that? Like, <laughs> give you minus points? <laughs> or like, it's really, really hard with yeah. some of the measurements, um, especially when it comes to humans and self-assessments, you know. But it's it's much more important to reflect, like, do we promote leaders who are humble? Do we have a culture where it's okay to say, I don't know, or I'm uncertain here and ask for help from different people and actually work on the skill of collaboration, co-creation and trust, you know? Mm. Uh, so these types of questions, I think, are much more valuable and transformational than just the measurement. Mm. I love that you say that. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to look at at at, uh, at at the future in, in in this specific space, especially because we do over over measure over analyze a lot of stuff, and so I think this this puts it squarely in the role of of, of each of us, and especially the leader, to be able to to reflect and think about um, you know where things are working and where not, and then work on them without <laughs> without asking for a check or a minus right on it. Um, and if we're talking about measurement, and this is from from my point of view. I would like to measure cultures and saying, how much appreciation do we show in our culture uh, in this organization? How much connectedness do we feel? How, how much humble leaders do we promote? Like, and like, is there empathy and compassion and do, do we work to enhance that? Or is it like more cynical and, so, so I think it, it's those types of measurements where you gather input from many people and you try to collectively improve. So this, I mean, so, so this is the second piece that I would like to emphasize is the inner development goals. Yes, they're pointing to the inner aspects, but not necessarily individual. Mm. This is why they're called the inner development goals, because there is a lot that is inner that is collective. And we need to develop both on an individual and collective level, but not only focus on the outer, but on the inner aspects of our humanness. Mm. I love it. So how are people, what's the best way to get them involved um, going forward? Because I know there's gonna be a lot of listeners here who are, who are definitely curious and, and wanna learn more and also uh, you know, potentially contribute because they might have uh, ways that they can bring their expertise and partner with you. Sure. So I would say go to the innerdevelopmentgoals.org uh, website. You can there subscribe to the newsletters. We have monthly gatherings that we call Growth That Matters gatherings. We also have a big summit on the 29th of April with many of the names you, you mentioned where you can join digitally. Um, we also look for partners. We have around 25 partner organizations now and we're looking for, for more. We have more and more uh, big organizations from all over the globe coming in, prototyping, learning from each other, and of course, also contributing to the growth of this initiative and movement. So please reach out to me personally. My, my 
email is on the website jan at innerdevelopmentgoals.org if you're a sustainability or hr manager in a bigger organization and want to get involved perfect and, and i will definitely list uh, all of those links in the resources in the in the comments of uh of this podcast jan it was a pleasure talking with you thank you so much for joining us today and and i uh, really look forward to joining you in april thank you brad for being here and uh, doing the important work that you do Thank you very much.